0: Quarterbacks, hosted by W. Earl Kitchings. Our podcast is dedicated to preserving the legacies of black quarterbacks who've played the game of American football. And now, here's your host, W. Earl Kitchings. Hey, it's another episode of the Forgotten Quarterbacks. I'm your host, W. Earl Kitchings. And what we do here at the Forgotten Quarterbacks is bring you the information, stories, statistics about men who have played the game of American football, but who were black men. And we are just moving through our episodes with ease and with information that we hope are significant to you. Today, our episode will talk about the legacy of black quarterbacks. And we're going to have several of these as we go on with our episodes, with our podcast, because it's becoming very important that a some very, I, I won't call it a synopsis, but a very, short but impactful story is written about black quarterbacks and the legacy several of them have at their particular institutions. And I'm speaking of those institutions who are either power fives or predominantly white institutions, because we know that at an HBCU, 99% of the time, 98% of the time, I have to adjust that because there have been some uh, Caucasian quarterbacks who have played at black colleges. But when we talk about those black quarterbacks who rose to play at the predominantly white colleges, had their legacies written, carved in many different ways. We want to make sure that we cover as many of those schools who have longevity, who have a significant amount of participation by black quarterbacks at their schools. We've already given you, in one episode, the legacy of Ohio State. Ohio State, right around 10 black quarterbacks and of those 10 6 to 7 of them played since 2000 so we're we're looking to just build these newsletters and these stories about these guys and what they did uh briefly but impactfully so that when you read the newsletter, you will, only, you will read about their playing time and you will read their records and their statistics. So you can have a better idea of, you know, their time at these schools and, and what they did. And, the, you know, as I like to say, passing of the baton from one guy to the next guy to the next guy. So today we're going to talk about the black quarterback legacy at the University of Southern California. And I bring this to you because Southern California helped make significant football, college football history in the early 70s. When they traveled from Los Angeles to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to take on. The Crimson Tide and Bear Bryant of Alabama. John McKay was the coach, and he and Bear Bryant agreed to play a home and home, but the first game would be in Alabama. To help climatize, acclimate, let folks know that the changing of the guard is coming, the landscape of the guard is coming, the scenery for college football in America is changing. It's not going to be as white as it once was. It's changing because now players, African-American black players, are starting to come to schools in the South. The South was really the last region where this started to happen. But Bear needed some help. Bear Bryant needed some help. He, he saw the, the writing on the wall. Trust me, he saw he saw the writing on the wall, and he saw it twice. Uh, and And one time, the first time happened when he played Southern Cal. The second time was when he played Nebraska. Now he played Nebraska for a national championship in a bowl game, and Johnny Rogers opened his eyes because on a punt return, Johnny Rogers ran right by Bear Bryant down the sideline to score a touchdown for Nebraska to help him win this game. But back in 1970, Alabama and USC decided to play a game. And it was a significant game. And the quarterback for USC at that time was named Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. And Jimmy Jones in the prior season of 69 had led USC to an undefeated 10-0-1 season. They beat Michigan in the Rose Bowl, and they finished third in the rankings at the end of the season. And that particular team, based on their abilities to come back and win games, they became known as the cardiac kids. So now we move to 1970. And because this team from USC had become such a phenomenal team, Jimmy Jones was featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated in September 69. So now a year later, here he is with an all-black backfield, Sam Cunningham, Clarence Davis, Jimmy Jones, and Clarence Davis was the tailback. Sam the Bam, as he was known, Sam the Bam Cunningham, was the fullback. And they went to Tuscaloosa, and Sam the Bam dropped the hammer on Alabama in the Crimson Tide, and they beat Bear Bryant in the Crimson Tide by 21 points by the score of 42-21. to 21. Now what part B of the story is, is that the next year Alabama went to USC and beat them out there in California, but that didn't have the same kind of connotation that this game had. So this is what happened for Jimmy Jones leading USC at the time. And oh, by the way, Jimmy Jones finished his career at USC with a record of 22, eight and three. An outstanding record. However, Jimmy Jones was not the first black quarterback at the University of Southern Cal. He's the first one that received primary media attention. But the first black quarterback at USC became one of the great Defensive backs for the Green Bay Packers. And his name was Willie Wood. Willie Wood was the first black quarterback at USC and the first black quarterback in the pac eight back in 1957. So hats off to Willie Wood for being the, as they say in a relay race, he's the first guy out the blocks. He started it. Willie Wood did. He didn't play quarterback for very long at USC because of course, The athleticism tends to be something that coaches want to utilize in order to either take advantage of a defense or defend an offense. So in order to match the speed of black players at the receiver position, you need guys who can match that speed at the corner position. And that's just the way it is. Um, I'm not going to look at it from a <clears throat> slanted view if you got somebody who's faster than you out there you better go find you somebody who can run with them otherwise you're going to be in trouble because they're going to exploit you whether you're white, black, or any other color you got speed and as they say and as the saying goes speed kills speed is the difference maker so Willie Wood Play quarterback but converted. Went on to play for Vince Lombardi at the Green Bay Packers. Won a couple of Super Bowls. Was an outstanding quarterback. Then came Jimmy Jones. Following Jimmy Jones was a guy by the name of Vince Evans. He started to play for the Trojans in 1974. He started two seasons for them. And in his final season in 1977, he led the Trojans to an 11-1 season. Now, of all the black quarterbacks that USC has had over time, and most of them are pre-1990, probably the guy that resonates with probably more statistical glory than the guy who just won the Heisman for USC this past year, Caleb Williams, would have been Rodney Peet. And Rodney Pete came in 1988. Rodney Pete was featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He was the second Trojan player to win the Johnny Unitas Award. He was second to Barry Sanders and ahead of Troy Aikman in the voting of the Heisman Trophy. He finished with uh, 8,225 yards and 54 touchdowns with a 27-13 career during his time at USC. And and then Pete went on to play over 10 years in the NFL. Uh, An outstanding quarterback was Rodney Pete, and he did put – or keep USC in the mix during his time there. From that point, you had the next prominent quarterback since Rodney Pete. Since Rodney Pete has been Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams transferred from Oklahoma. USC during the 2022 football season. So think about it. From maybe 1990 to 2022, the Trojans had not really had a black quarterback. That's a long time for a program like theirs to be without one. But uh, sometimes as uh, programs grow, the talent you want goes away to somebody else and you can't get them. And sometimes the talent you want, they don't fit your system. And you realize that, or sometimes academics plays a part in the whole scenario. So for almost 30 years, USC did not have a black quarterback. So Caleb Williams transferred to USC in 2022. Was having a phenomenal season. Led the team to the FBS playoffs. And although they did not go past the first round. They finished with an 11-3 record. And he played well enough for USC this past year. That he was selected the 2022 Heisman Trophy winner. And the AP Player of the Year. Finished with 4,537 yards and 42 touchdowns. And... These men have etched their names in the granite at USC as some prolific performers at the quarterback position. And they've all gone on to have pro careers. Uh, I don't think Jimmy Jones had a pro career. I know Vince Evans did. Vince Evans played many years for the Chicago Bears. Rodney Pete was drafted by the Detroit Lions. Um, as I said, he played for over ten years, uh, first as a starter and then in backup roles. So, you know, if you can hold on to a position of quarterback for over ten years in the NFL, and as they say, you you may not be the starter, but you're still drawing that check. You got all the benefits. You're getting your pension. So when you finish playing, you're Comfortable with your lifestyle and you can go on to find some other way to earn a living. And the other thing about it, too, is you may not physically be hampered or injured as much being the backup, but you're always that one play away from being the starter or having to replace the starter. So when you have a an extended career of 10 plus years and the fact that someone values your talent and your mind for over 10 plus years to be on that sideline knowing that you're a capable quarterback, that says a lot about that individual. So Rodney Pete definitely had tenure and had success playing – and being on somebody's roster as long as he did. But I don't think Jimmy Jones had that opportunity. Vince Evans did. And definitely Caleb Williams will have that opportunity as he prepares to go to the NFL. And again, the fact that these colleges, you know, you compare USC to Ohio State, Ohio State with, basically five guys, four guys rather, five guys, I'm sorry, you clued Willie Wood, versus Ohio State with almost 10 guys, black quarterbacks. But the legacy, the legacies that these men have put down will not be tarnished or diminished simply because there were not many before them or not any before them. And when there's that void between the last one to the next one. It's not always a negative thing. It's just that's just the way it may happen to be based on the talent or who you can get. But seeing that these men have done their jobs very well playing at USC. And for many, many years, USC was known as as halfback U, halfback U because they used to run their plays and they would call it student body left, student body right, and they would just run the football. They would just pound, pound, pound. So when you had a... a Mike Garrett, O.J. Simpson, Sam Cunningham, Anthony Davis, Charles White, Marcus Allen, Reggie Bush, Lynn White. Those are the type of running backs that played at USC, and that's why they ran the ball a lot and ran it so well, because when you've got a running back who can break it off and take it to the house once they get past Linebackers, you don't get many opportunities to throw the football. But Willie Wood, Jimmy Jones, Vince Evans, Rodney Pete, Caleb Williams are all outstanding quarterbacks from the University of Southern Cal. And again, if you like to know more information about the stories or some of the history, of these men who have put down legacies, who have etched their names in the annals of college football, and you aren't familiar with them, I suggest you go to our website at quarterfiback.com, quarter, backcom Go to the menu and find the book, The Forgotten QBs. That's the book I wrote about these men and their statistics and their histories and a whole lot of other information that you would find interesting so that you will know who these men are. And I guarantee you'll be surprised about some of them. So Quartifyback.com is where you can get our book. If you have any information you'd like to share with us stories, you'd like to share with us, uh, whether it be high school, college, uh, those are the best stories, uh, please, Write us at quarter 5 yahoo.com and let us know. Drop us a line. And if you wish to talk to me directly, you can always reach me at area code 904-994-2189. That's our number at Quarter 5 Backs. And it is our mission to continue to document the legacies of black quarterbacks in American, not only football, but more specifically, American college football. That's going to do it for us today here at the Forgotten Quarterbacks podcast. Until the next time, for my producer, director, and technical engineer, Mr. Deterion Sturgehill, I'm your host, W. Earl Kitchens, saying join us next time for the Forgotten Quarterbacks. Until then, go for the bomb. Thank you for joining us here on the Forgotten Quarterbacks with host W. Earl Kitching, Join us as we discuss more about the legacies of black quarterbacks who've played the game of American football.